Good morning, my brethren. Uh, to all the visitors here and those online, welcome to our worship session this Sunday at Eastside Church of Christ. So um, the topic assigned to me today is um, a continuation of uh, a series of lessons about spiritual well-being. And uh, what we have uh, in the past uh, two weeks, we had a brother Paul, uh, brother Danny uh, speak to us on how well we listen. And uh, last week, we had uh, Brother Paul uh, share with us how well do we pray. Uh, sorry, how well do we uh, read. Yeah. So all these are all inward, where we receive the information and we internalize it. Today, we are talking about outward, how well do we pray. Prayer is a form of uh, outward uh, and how we show our sincerity and communication to God. So I also hope to cover these few areas today. One is uh, identifying our prayer life. So how does our prayer life look? Is it lacking or are we doing enough? Uh, we also look at how prayer can help our own faith. We explore uh, reasons why prayer is important and how we should not let our prayer life slip. And lastly, we will look at how we can pray better. And this is the application part of the lesson. And we can uh, how we can use certain points on uh, how we can improve our prayer life. I would like to put a disclaimer, I'm not an expert on prayer and sometimes I struggle with it, uh, trying to keep a consistency, uh, when do I pray? And But if you are like me and would like to learn more, I hope this uh, lesson will be informative and practical for your prayer life. So sometimes I like to look at uh, certain subjects in a broad view. So we'll look at how a religion or other religions uh, view prayer. So many religions pray to one deity or many in fact, uh, and it is one of the most common acts in religion. And in the dictionary, we see that prayer is a solemn request, defined as a solemn request for help or uh, expression of thanks uh, addressed to God or another deity. And prayer is an invocation or act that seeks to activate a rapport uh, to an object of worship through deliberate communication. In a narrow sense, this term refers to an act of supplication or intercession directed towards a deity or intercession uh, ancestor. In a local context, we see sometimes that people, uh, if you read the news uh, many years back, some people actually pray to trees, right? They, there's a tree shaped like a monkey god and you know people started going to this tree, they park and they cause a traffic jam, uh, you know, just to uh, pray to this deity. So sometimes uh, people just look for objects to pray with, to communicate with, hoping that uh, this um, deity or um, a being may be able to help them in some of the uh, circumstances. We also look at prayer in the past from sophisticated, uh, sophisticated civilizations to uh, far island tribes. It all seems that all of them practice prayer. So in ancient civilizations like the um, Babylonians or the Assyrians, uh, they prayed to this moon goddess, uh, Tammuz, or a sun god called uh, Madok. And in their forms of prayer, they actually have hymns, they also have poetry written uh, for these gods. What about non-literate tribes, uh, like the, you know those found on islands? So they also pray, and they practice something uh, like internalized prayer, or they also have um, uh, prayers like uh, uh, gestures, where they maybe bow down to certain objects as well. And we can see this all the way up in the north, uh, the Eskimos, uh, 
and even the uh, island tribes of the Samangs uh, in the Indian Ocean. And as far as uh, the Aborigines in Australia, so these uh, non-literate tribes actually pray for uh, uh, self and uh, concern with their own self-well-being. Uh, they normally pray for food, protection and prosperity. So what about in the Bible? We see that in the Bible that uh, the Jews or the Israelites prayed to a God and also sometimes they fall away and they pray to other gods. And we see that in uh, Judges 2.13. And they forsook the Lord and served Baal and Ashtaroth. And we also see this in Judges 10.6. And the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord and served Balaam and Ashtaroth and the gods of Syria and the gods of Sidon and the gods of Moab and the gods of the children of Ammon and the gods of the Philistines and forsook the Lord and served him not. So they uh, quickly turn aside and we also see that um, you know, after time, uh, their faith eroded and they served other gods. And they were very quick to serve uh, or forget God as well when the Jews uh, were brought out of, uh, when the Jews were brought out of um, uh, Egypt and when uh, Moses was in the mountain and away from them for some time, they quickly turned to the golden calf. And we see this in Exodus 32 verse 8. They have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. They have made them a molten calf and worshipped it and sacrificed thereunto and said, These be thy God, O Israel, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt. And what about the New Testament? We also see that Paul, when he was uh, journeying across Greece, he came across a hill uh, called Aeropagus. And in Acts 17, 22 and 23, it documents what he saw. Then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, Ye men of Athens, I perceive that in all things ye are too superstitious. For as I passed by and beheld your devotions, I found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God, whom therefore ye ignorantly worship. Him I declare unto you. And it wasn't like that Greeks were had no name for their gods. They have Zeus, they have uh, you know, Mars, and even the hill that this altar was on was uh, named after Ares. So they, they were just ignorant praying, right? They didn't know who they were praying to. So sometimes uh, in human nature, it is uh, human nature to pray. So Paul went on to correct them and they listened, but they didn't like his preaching and they kicked him out. And this praying to uh, other gods had uh, also consequences. Uh, in Judges 2.14, uh, God does not tolerate idol worship, right? And he says, and, uh, and it says, the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel and de delivered them and sold them to the hands of the enemy. And in Judges 10.7, the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel and sold them into the hands of the Philistines and into the hands of the children of Ammon. So we can see that uh, all these uh, uh, idolized worship had its consequences. But what Jesus was concerned with, and we will read now in this lesson, was uh, we take our main text from the persistent widow. And Jesus is concerned about one thing, it's about how we pray and how often we pray. So uh, let us turn uh, to our Bibles, or you can read on the screen with me, uh, to Luke 18 verses 1 to 8. And he spake a parable unto them, 
to this end, that men ought to always pray and not faint, ought not to faint, saying there was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded men. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me, mine adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard men, yet because this widow troubled me, I will venture, lest by her continual coming, weary me. And the Lord said, uh, Hear what the unjust uh, judge said. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find uh, on the earth. So we understand that this widow is helpless and she was uh, desperate when she was praying to this judge for help. So she needed help and she trusted that if she was persistent enough, uh, she will get uh, her justice. So this parable addresses two, two things. Uh, one, that the judge, uh, he fears neither God or man. So he only cares about himself. And, but yet through the persistent uh, request uh, from the widow, uh, he caves in. He says that this widow troubles him and uh, consistent coming to him worries him. So what is weary? It is uh, like uh, to subdue. Uh, it says here, uh, to hit under the eye or to this, uh, like, a, like a martial artist, right? To constantly hit and to trouble him or to tease or to annoy. So this annoyance is constant and plagues him. So it causes him to uh, uh, submit to her, her request. And how can someone who fears nothing uh, or uh, fears uh, God uh, submit to this request, right? And what more of God? Someone who, uh, you know, who listens to us, who cares for us, who loves us, right? And this uh, uh, elect that we talk about, uh, that God is uh, chose to uh, listen to, uh, is uh, the chosen ones. And uh, they cried, who else also cried day and night? The Jews, right? When they were crying to God to save them uh, from their bondage. In Exodus 2, 23, and it came to pass in the process of time, the king of Egypt died, and the children of Israel sighed by reason of the bondage, and they cried. And their cry came up unto God by reason of the bondage. So the Israelites called out to him, and he answered their prayers by taking them out of the land of Egypt. And he, uh, uh, and in verse 8, he says that he will avenge them speedily. So he will really answer our requests to his people. And Jesus was concerned that if, uh, if he were to come again, will he find such faith like the persistent widow on this earth? So Jesus in his ministry teaches us uh, many uh, things and how we should pray and uh, ask uh, uh, God directly, right? And uh, we should ask it upon his name. So having taught us the model prayer, uh, he is now teaching us how to be persistent. So everyone today is concerned about, you know, how uh, mobile devices are taking over our lives, right? And uh, that's something that uh, we uh, uh, find it very true. Uh, in our family, we have a rule that no mobile devices are on the table during dinner. Uh, 
I mean, the kids don't have mobile devices. It's actually more for me and Jack, right? So we tell ourselves, you know, no mobile devices. So sometimes when we take our phone and we're busy replying something, uh, the kids will remind us, you know, put away your phone. Uh, so it becomes a habit. But that's something that uh, me and Jack, we also discussed it and we said that, you know, there's something that we have to be aware of. Mobile devices are uh, designed and the apps inside are designed to glue you to the phone, right? Everything it does is the swiping and the, you know, the, the notifications are all things that are designed to uh, glue you to the screen. So if you're not aware of it, you become um, sucked into it. Same like our prayer life. If we are not aware that we need to pray and if we are not aware that we... Uh, you know, uh, sucked into this world of uh, worldly possessions, of worldly distractions, then we also can be in the same situation where we forget our prayers, we forget uh, the need to pray, and also uh, that we forget to communicate with God. So we have to be aware and admit that if we do not uh, constantly uh, engage in prayer, we will lose it and we will start uh, being distracted like the rest of the world. So let's look at how is our prayer life, right? And we see there are those who don't pray. And the most obvious people that don't pray are the uh, agnostics and the atheists, right? Because they don't believe in anything. So there was a recent survey, uh, not recent, but 2017 done uh, in the Pew, uh, Pew Research Center, and that's in America. I know it's a bit hard to see, so we'll zoom in. And you can see that the most uh, people who don't pray on a regular basis are the unaffiliated, the atheists or uh, agnostic that we know of. And 62% of them uh, don't pray. So you're saying that, you know, people who are religious might have a higher number. Uh, well, the second uh, group that uh, have a very um, a big percentage of people who don't pray are the Jews, right? Almost half of them don't pray on a regular basis. And these are the people who are saved by God, who have... Uh, the most uh, direct connection to God. So we see that even if you are religious, you have a risk of not um, uh, not praying, okay? And you lose yourself to that. So Christians uh, have, a, have a, also a possibility of losing a prayer who have lost their faith. And we see in Hebrews uh, 3 verse uh, 12 and 13, Take heed, brethren, lest there be any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living from the living God. But exhort one another daily, while it is uh, called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. So it says here to exhort, which is to call to near, to comfort, and to pray. Here the Hebrew writer tells us that we should be careful not to fall prey into those who are unbelieving and have them lead us to fall away that we need to pray for one another, that our hearts will not be hardened. And uh, so do we know our brethren who fall away? And we must also remember to pray for them, right? Uh, the longer they stay away, the harder their hearts can get. So what are some of the uh, examples of deceitfulness of sin? Worldly distractions are one. And we sometimes think that, oh, maybe we need to work harder. We need to you know, concentrate on jobs. We don't have time for all this. But let us remember in the words of Job. Job. Let's turn to Job 1.21. And said, Naked I came out of my mother's womb, and naked I shall return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So remember that we came into the world with nothing, and we shall leave with nothing. 
So there's really no point to hoard treasures to uh, concentrate on things that are worldly and materialistic. And we really need very little. The next group of people, or uh, the next uh, section is the people who pray occasionally. So have you been in a situation where you only prayed when you needed God's help? Uh, when you're in such deep trouble that only God can save you. Uh, this is something that uh, people have uh, constantly, uh, or in fact myself, sometimes uh, when I was, uh, before I became a Christian, or when I first became a Christian, I didn't know how important prayer was. And I only prayed when I needed help, and I didn't do it on a daily basis. But if we were to structure our prayer and to uh, remember that prayer is not just about requests. It is also, uh, if we follow these steps, right, the acts of uh, prayer. And it's about adoration and praise, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. So adoration and praise is like how sometimes uh, the men here, when we start off the prayer, we say, Almighty God, uh, how uh, wonderful creator. We give praise to God, acknowledging him of how great he is. And that leaves us sometimes in humility and awe. We know that, uh, we are actually praying to not just another person, but someone who is so great. Um, then that acts, uh, that gives us that humility. Confession of sins is something that we need to do on a daily basis as well. Sometimes we uh, may know when we have sinned. Maybe you told a lie, you know, accidentally, or um, you know, these things happen. <coughs> but we also need to acknowledge that we have fallen short, and we need to confess our sins. And we also should pray sometimes. Uh, for the sins that we did not know that we commit, like stumbling our brothers and sisters in Christ by having uh, by doing an action. We also should thank God for the gifts that we have um, each day. That helps us to recognize how uh, important His blessings are to us. That is not through our own merit, but through His blessings. And lastly, uh, supplication. So it shouldn't be just about uh, our request, but all the other steps before that as well. Uh, of course, we should pray for um, our supplication. Uh, that means things that we need, things that uh, we uh, want to request to God. In uh, Luke 18, 11, verse, uh, uh, verse 11 to 12, we read that the Pharisees stood and prayed thus like this. The, uh, himself with God, I thank thee that I am not like other as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican, I fast twice in a week in the week and I give tithes of all that I possess. There's nothing wrong with uh, praying to God and telling him or you know and you are thanking him, but it was the intention of uh, the, the Pharisee. So the Pharisee's intention was in a way to put other people down uh, that he was uh, higher than the rest. He was not like all these other people are. And in that way, it makes God seem like he was a, God was a respecter of persons, that he only would listen to those who were of a higher position, right? And we have to understand that our righteousness are like filthy rags, as it says in Isaiah 64, verse 6. But we are all as unclean thing, and all our, unright all, all our righteousness are as filthy rags. And we all do fade as a leaf, and our inequities like the wind have thus have taken us away. So whatever we try to do and think that you know we are righteous, uh, might not be in God's sight. 
Because God is looking for obedience. He's willing, uh, he's looking for those who are willing to follow his instructions. And what are those like to hear the gospel, to be baptized, and uh, to be baptized with water, and to follow uh, his instructions to the letter. And he will hear those who are obedient to him. And when we call out to him, he will turn his ear towards us. And we might be one who prays selfishly. So, meaning by that, uh, praying for, there's nothing wrong with praying for yourself or praying for your needs or what you uh, want. But we should also remember that during our prayers, we should offer supplications for our brethren. It says in 1 Timothy verse 2, 1, I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men that we should uh, not just ask for ourselves, but for what our brethren need. Sometimes we have prayer requests, we should also put them in. And that is something that uh, we should be mindful of. Lastly, uh, we should also look at how we can pray earnestly. So prayer should be made for others and consistently. It says in James 5 verse 16, Confess your faults to one another, to one other, another, and pray one for another, that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So it sums it all up, right? That we should uh, seek uh, to confess our sins during our prayers and pray for one another. And that uh, the effectual fervent prayer, that means to continuously pray uh, and, to be and try to be righteous in God's sight, meaning to uh, be obedient to Him, right? Uh, that will, uh, and God will answer our prayers. We come to the next uh, point, which is how can prayer help our faith? So prayer can also uh, allow us, or when we pray, to uh, be forgiven of our sins. As Christians, we can find forgiveness in the blood of Christ. It says in 1 John 1, 7, But if we walk in the light, uh, as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we say that we have not sinned, we make Him a liar, and His word is not in us. So the blood of Christ cleanses us, and uh, we must be uh, mindful that we have sinned, and we need to go back to God, and this can be done also through prayer. As it says in Acts uh, 2, uh, 22, Repent therefore of this wickedness and pray God, if perhaps the thought of thy heart may be forgiven thee. So this repentance that we seek is one that allows us to continue our journey as a Christian, to pray to God and seek his forgiveness. Uh, our journey as a Christian may be long. And um, it says that, you know, to say that in our whole Christian journey that we will not sin will be a lie, right? So we always need to uh, personally seek God uh, to His uh, for His forgiveness. And prayer can help us, offer us a peace of mind. It can take our anxiety away. It says in uh, Philippians 4, 6, Be careful for nothing, but in everything but by prayer and supplication, 
with thanksgiving. Let your requests be known, may, uh, be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. All right? We are when we seek, uh, when we are anxious about something, we should seek God in our prayers, and we we are reassured that we are not to worry about anything, for everything that we ask for will be made known to God. Here, everything, uh, in some translations, means every time or every day that prayer, uh, that prayer should be made every day, uh, to God. Our request should be made every day to God, and that our request should also include uh, thanksgiving, uh. Also remember this, that it will only be granted if it's good for us. Sometimes when we pray, uh, it might not be granted to us. And we must remember that God will only grant us things that uh, will help us and help Him. So prayer also gives us strength. It gives us strength to face our difficulties. In Ephesians 3 verse 16, that He would grant you according to the riches of His glory to be strengthened with might by the spirit of the inner man. This spirit of strength uh, gives us uh, the strength to resist temptations of the world and the devil. And through prayer, we are able to invite Christ to dwell in our hearts. Uh, and with Christ in our hearts, we are rooted and grounded in love. Right? And this, uh, when, when we have Christ in us, it helps us to guard against the devil and uh, the temptations to sin against him. And also when we pray, we should also ask for the opportunity to serve. We should ask for more opportunities to serve. In Colossians, uh, Colossians 4 verse 3, um, with all praying also for us, that God will open on to us a door of utterance to speak to the mysteries of Christ, for which I am also in bonds. Right. So to serve is a blessing. Uh, we also read in Hebrews verse 6.10, if you will turn to me, uh, to Hebrews 6.10, For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which you showed towards his name, in that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. So God, uh, uh, Paul, uh, the Hebrew writer also tells us to be, uh, that we need to use the gifts that God has blessed us with and that he will uh, bless us uh, with the opportunities to do God's work. So one thing that we are in this small congregation, there's a lot of work to, do, to be done, right? And uh, Brother Alvin has constantly, uh, almost every week, uh, remind us of the Philippines mission trip that we have in uh, July. And these are all things that we are expanding our work. And so as a small community, uh, we also uh, have to use our gifts to serve him, right? And there are many things that we can do. Uh, even uh, if we can't uh, preach or we can't teach, we can do the physical work. Uh, Brother Tenzing, ever since we started the Eastside Church of Christ, has been cleaning the church together with Auntie Gyeong by themselves. So they've done it weekly. And I think that you know uh, th these things can be taken turn and we can also pitch in to help. So some things that we don't see, we forget. Um, so same thing. Uh, over here, there are many things that we can do. It's only whether uh, we want to uh, pitch in or to ask whether where can we help. So when we pray, we also should ask for bonus to speak. So bonus to speak here not only means to speak up, um, uh, but also to speak up 
regarding reg- or pertaining to matters of Christ. I think most of us are Christian shy. What do I mean by that? That when uh, people ask, you know, what religion are you? Uh, maybe, you know, you're the last to say you're a Christian. Um, or uh, there are times where, you know, you let Jesus down. So there was an incident where I was uh, distributing tracts with Edith and someone was coming out of the house and instead of giving the tract to the person, I actually put it at the side, right? It was so instinctive. I, I don't know why I did that. And I was very shy because Edith came to me and was like, what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> and she reminded me uh, the next time that we went to uh, give out tracts. So I think, you know, it's not, it's not, it's just us sometimes we, I don't know whether, uh, you know, people think that as Christians, you know, we stay away from you, you're very holy, or that image that uh, people have of us and make us, you know, uh, uh, have this uh, uh, self-doubt, right? And I think where as Christians, we need to uh, have boldness to seek courage. So uh, when we also approach people, we are also afraid, right, of people asking us more questions. Uh, Oh, oh, why don't you celebrate Christmas, you know, or why don't you drink, right? Uh, I get that a lot in my job. Uh, So uh, as a... So I do sales and I have to entertain people. And sometimes when we're having dinner, I say, I don't drink. So they say, oh, what? Oh, why? Because of health? No, I say because of uh, religious. Oh, then they think I'm Muslim, right? So I say, no, I'm, I'm a Christian. <laughs> oh, but I'm a Christian too. So we have in this, you know, get into this conversation and, and I have to explain or I will explain uh, why why we don't. So these sometimes, uh, uh, if, you're, if you're not, if you think that, oh, I'm not strong in my doctrine or uh, I'm not, um, able to explain all these questions that they have, will I stumble them? But I think that's where we ask for courage. Um, so it says that utterance be given unto me, that we may be be bold enough to uh, open our mouth uh, and, and speak and preach the gospel, not only to strangers, but to our family and friends as well, uh, to be able to bring up the subject to them. We always say, or oh, Pray for courage to speak about the gospel to others. We also want to pray for wisdom to guide others, right? Uh, to seek wisdom. So wisdom is the quality of having experience, knowledge, and good judgment. And that is the quality of being wise. And how can we attain this experience, knowledge, and uh, good judgment? Is it by doing nothing? No. But if we want to gain experience, you have to do it, right? Like everything or skill, um, like cooking. I mean, that's what I do for a living. And that's something that I attain it over the years, right? You can't go into a kitchen today and tomorrow cook like, you know, like, wow, like a five, five dishes. Uh, and that's only gained through experience. So it's the same thing. Uh, we cannot gain uh, wisdom in uh, the doctrine if we do not study uh, we are not going to miraculously get it tomorrow after we pray tonight, right? It is through constant uh, learning and also like opportunities to serve and that uh, help will help us in our spiritual life. Uh, okay. So healing from sickness. Many uh, would pray for a miraculous healing. But of course, we don't believe in that and all the miraculous healing has passed. But what we do pray is for His providence to be provided with uh, good doctors, with proper medication, so that we can heal, be healed in, good t- in, well, uh, in time, in due time to get well. We also need to <clears throat> allow our prayer requests to be prayed with uh, by others, uh, the, the, the members of our 
church as well. And, and this comes back to uh, not praying for yourself, right? Where if we are able to make known our request to our brethren, uh, they also are able to pray for us. And uh, the many prayers of uh, our brethren will help uh, will, will help uh, our prayers being answered. As we see uh, in James 5, verse 14 uh, and uh, verse 15, is there any sick among you? Let him call for elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of the faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. So there again, uh, you know, we pray for one another and we should pray uh, uh, for each other. Our last uh, point is also uh, the application part. So how can we pray better? We should pray systematically. Uh, we see in examples in David, uh, he says, evening, morning, and noon will I pray. And in Daniel, he makes a habit. He prays three times a day. He kneeled uh, upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God. And they made it a habit to pray. And we should too. We should make it a regular habit. Uh, I'm sure coffee drinkers, uh, you know, you make a habit to have your first cup of coffee in the morning and without it, you feel very uneasy, right? So same thing. We should make prayer a habit where if we didn't pray at a certain time or, you know, like, uh, uh, like a fixed time or if like we miss a meal, uh, then we will feel that something's amiss. Prayer should be like our basic needs. And if we do not do it, we will um, find that we are lacking in something, right? And we should pray spontaneously. So not only should we pray uh, in a structured manner at certain times of the day, we should pray uh, when the situation calls for it. We see in examples like Paul and Silas, right? They prayed at midnight, singing praises uh, and uh, to God when they were uh, captured. In Nehemiah, when uh, the king asked uh, what request uh, did he have, so he prayed to God of heaven and said unto the king, Please, the king, if thy servant have found favor in thy sight, thou wilt send me to Judah. So he prayed to God that you know his prayers will be answered. And in, the Israelites also prayed in battle. Uh, in the middle of their battle, they prayed to God and they cried. Uh, to God in the battle so that God will help them win the war against the Hagarites. So why is it uh, important to pray spontaneously? It's also because sometimes we might get a message. Some, we do get a message, right? In a prayer request. Uh, it happened to me as well. I say, I pray tonight when I'm, when I'm praying at my, my end of the day prayer. And when you go back, you know, you don't turn on your phone, you do other things, you forget to pray for that brethren uh, request. So sometimes if we are Looking through the phone, there's nothing or no one around us. Maybe we could offer a short prayer. In that way, uh, we also uh, are, uh, you know, corresponding, uh, you know, we're doing our best and making our effort. We should also pray simply. <clears throat> it says in Matthew uh, 6, 7, uh, that we should not use vain repetitions. And our Father knows what we need. Some of you know that I was growing up a Catholic, and in the Catholic faith, 
they will always pray the rosary. So what is that? It's a, it's a bead or a circle. You know, if you're not familiar, it's a, an instrument that they use to count how many times you say the Our Father, the Hail Mary, and the Glory Be. So uh, this whole thing will be done in a succession of uh, five, uh, one, five, ten, uh, one, five, one. So you will say 50 Hail Marys by the time you're done. And this is something that uh, the Catholics believe that the longer you pray, uh, the more sincere you are, right? And it's a repetition that they do again and again and again. So this is something that I think uh, now understanding uh, what prayer is, uh, you know, these are pretty uh, uh, vain worship or vain uh, repetitions, right? Because it serves no purpose apart from uh, just repeating the prayer. So Jesus also taught us that we should pray in that manner, uh, the, the Lord's Prayer. And it says in Matthew 6 verse 9, After this manner, therefore, pray ye, Our Father which is in heaven, Holy be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, uh, and uh, as is in his hand, heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts, and forgive us our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. For if ye forgive uh, men of their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye Forgive not men of their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. So in this uh, short uh, model prayer, Jesus uh, is also re-emphasizing uh, acts again, right? There's adoration, there's confession, and there's uh, thanksgiving and supplication. So in this model prayer, we should pray in the same way and not uh, make our uh, prayer this, uh, with uh, you know these kind of prayers like the, the sinner's prayer and all that, where we are just repeating it for the sake of repeating it. We should also pray steadfastly. And this is uh, like what the widow did uh, in Luke uh, verse eight, one, uh, chapter 8, verse 1 to 8. And Paul teaches us to be instant in prayer. Uh, here, the word instant does not mean immediately, but it means continuously in a diligent manner. To not be slack about it. Uh, this is especially important in perseverance, especially when we do not see our uh, prayers being answered. Uh, there are many examples in my life where I'm sure if um, you know if we didn't persist in our prayer, uh, that uh, it will not happen. One will be like Jack praying that I will become a Christian. Right? It happened many years later, and I'm sure uh, there are many times where she wanted to give up. Uh, personally, it will be like how I prayed for uh, you know I had a business and I prayed that. Uh, you know, it will get better that I'll get to keep the business. But business got worse and debts piled up and no choice, you have to give it up. So uh, there are many times where we want something and it didn't happen. But if we pers uh, persevere, uh, God will give us a way out. So what didn't happen, he, you know, there was an opportunity to uh, get out of the business and work for someone. So we might not get what we want or we think in our uh, mind, this is the best option. But we can't see tomorrow. We can't see what's going to happen tomorrow. So, um, you know, we have to allow God to uh, work uh, to work through us, right? And we have to pray steadfastly. So I, you know, I constantly bring up examples also because in uh sometimes in uh, you know these lessons we uh, sometimes 
look at it so uh, abstractly, right? All these principles and uh, concepts seem so abstract, but when we have examples, like some of our brethren, they come up here and they share, it helps us to relate and understand uh, that we are not alone in this, that throughout our struggles within the family, at work, and even with our own health, that other people are going through the same situation and that we should uh, continue in our journey together. Lastly, uh, we should also pray with the right posture. So posture uh, shows our sincerity. When you go for a job interview or meeting someone important, we put in an effort, you know, the way we sit, the way we dress, or the way we stand. So it's the same thing when we pray, when we're asking for something, we should, uh, even though we cannot see God, we should also know that He is with us. And He's uh, when we are praying to Him, we are talking directly to Him. And that our posture uh, should be in a manner uh, that is pleasing to Him. <laughs> Another thing about posture is also, when we are asking for something, we should be humble, right? Uh, if you're going to ask uh, God for something, you shouldn't be sitting cross-legged, you know, with your arms wide out, you know, as if like you deserve it, you know, I gave it to me. Uh, you know, all these also talk about humility and sincerity. Uh, just like the publican, right? He said, uh, would not lift up so much as his eyes onto heaven. And this is something that uh, shows his, uh, his sincerity of wanting to be forgiven. And uh, when Paul, uh, after when he was about to leave the uh, brothers in uh, Ephesians, uh, Ephesus, he knelt down with them because he really, truly uh, loved them and he wanted to uh, pray for them or together with them. So he knelt down with them uh, and prayed together. So whether we sit, stand or kneel, uh, we should be mindful that we are praying to God and that we need to show him that respect. So praying is important. Uh, it's an important part of our spiritual wellness and it offers us a direct communication with God. And we must remember that it is not just about making our request to God, but also to thank Him for the blessings uh, that He has given us. And one thing that we should remember is also um, that there is an act that we need to do, and that is to be baptized. For those who have been visiting us uh, for quite some time, if you are ready to make your uh, step, please let uh, any one of our members know, uh, or you can uh, approach us directly later, and to know that uh, if you want your prayers to be heard, you first have to be right with God, right? And in order to do so, is to be baptized. Uh, so now, uh, we will have the invitational hymn. While we pray and while we plead, while you see your souls in me, while your Father calls you home, will you not, my brother, come? Why not now? Why not now? Why not come to Jesus now? Why not now? Why not now? Why not come to Jesus now? You have wandered far away to 
Jesus now. 